Hey, what's up guys? It is Cody Wynn and we are going to go over a very dicey topic today and that's going to be our Catholics Christians. So in the church today, in the Christian church, we have a huge divide and that divide is Protestants and Catholics. This divide has been going on for ages and ages and ages. Most of you have probably heard the stories about Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King Jr., Martin Luther and his 95 thesis and he pretty much goes to the Catholic church and says, I can't stand 95 or so things that these guys are doing. So he nailed this sheet of 95 things that he believed that they were doing wrong to their doorstep and he ended up getting mass persecution for that. There's many, many others in scripture who have had mass persecution from the Catholic Church. So we're going to kind of take a step back, kind of see how we got to this place that we are today, and then I'm going to discuss our Catholic Christians. So first off, the word Catholic literally means universal. Most Protestants do not, do not know that. Um, but that's important because the intention of the Catholic Church was to be the universal, the one, the unified body of Christ. And amen for that. Amen and amen. With that being said, to go a step further, Protestants, I want you to understand, they do a lot better at unity than the Protestant Church does. There's not too many denominations of Catholicism out there. There's, I think, thousands probably now of Protestant denominations. So we are heavily failing in that regard. Just to like put one more step on top of that, the Protestant church is hyper divided in those denominations too. And we let silly things like how many times somebody believes they should be baptized stop us from doing any ministry together whatsoever. The Protestant church needs to wake up to what the Catholic church is doing in regards to unity. So with that being said about the Catholic church, the Protestant church got their name uh, from the term of protesting, protesting the Catholic Church because the Catholic Church was indeed doing many things very, very, very wrong. And from that came to a point where they said, we're going to break off and do our own thing. A lot of things that they were doing were still very wrong, the Protestant Church, and a lot of things were way better. Though. There have been a lot of traditions and a lot of different rules and regulations and belief systems that the Catholic Church has had, and those are the ones I want to dive into. Many people hear this whole idea of praying to Mary, going to a priest for the forgiveness of sins, and you know, going to Mary as a mediator, all these things. Well, those things are incorrect biblically. There's one mediator between man and God, and that is the man himself, Christ Jesus. Scripture makes that clear. Nowhere in scripture does it clarify or even insinuate that we ought to pray to Mary, um, nor does it ever show that we, if we say any amount of Hail Marys that we get to go to heaven or we get cleansed from our sins. Scripture never talks about how we have to go to a priest to confess our sins, although scripture makes very clear in James 5 that we are commanded to confess our sins to the brethren. So there's nothing wrong with it either. There is something wrong, though, with telling people that they are required to go to a priest specifically. With all of that said, there's really, really just one point I want to hit on, and this is the one thing that many Catholics believe that differentiate them from Christians. And if there's a Catholic out there and they believe what I'm about to say, then I do not believe that they can be saved. Vatican II talks about how an atheist of goodwill can make it into heaven. If you agree with this belief in Vatican II, as well as it goes on to say that if you believe that faith apart from works can save you, that you're anathema, then I'm not sure if you can actually be a Christian at all and go to heaven one day. And here's why. Scripture could not be more clear on the belief that we are saved by grace through faith, not of our own works, lest any man should boast, but it is a free gift of God unto salvation, first for the Jew, then the Gentile. I say this with much grace and compassion because I love Catholics. There are many, many, many born-again Catholics. I have a heart that really goes out to Catholics as well as Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses. 
because there's just confusion there. And I realized that and I, I lived in a state of confusion for the first 17 years of my life. And I thought I was saved as well and I wasn't. So that's why I wanna say this with much compassion when I say, if you believe that your works can save you in any way, shape or form, you cannot be a Christian. This is the one thing that makes Christians different than the other four religions in the world of Hinduism, Islam, Buddhism, and Judaism. Christianity is special in the idea of imputed righteousness and that our works can't get us into heaven, whereas the other four believe in a works-based righteousness. If you read Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, which is what I just quoted there, verse 10 goes on to say that we have been saved for good works. Most Catholics or Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons right now would come to me and go, well, Cody, does James not say that faith without works is dead? And yes, it does say that faith without works is dead. And I couldn't agree more that faith without works is dead. But your faith is what saves you, not your works. Again, just in Ephesians 2.10, it says that you are saved for good works. You are not saved by good works. You are saved by grace through faith. So the grace of God is what saves us through faith. And we are called to do good works after that point, but we are not saved by those good works. This is extremely important for us in the church to understand because if we start telling people that they're saved by their own good works, then that is making the cross of Christ null void. It spits in the face of what Jesus did, which is what it says in Galatians 2. So it's very important that we believe what the Bible says in regards to saved by grace through faith. With that being said, as I said, there are many Catholics who are born again because they reject what Vatican II says. Those Christians would definitely go to heaven, just like any Protestant would go to heaven. Now, a lot of Protestants want to jab Catholics on a regular basis for different things that they do that they disagree with. And this is something that Protestants do with different denominations that they don't agree with. Let me make this painfully clear to you all. Stop arguing secondary issues with people that aren't in regards to salvation in a way to split the church up. Stop arguing secondary points with people that break the church up, that split the church up if they don't have to do with salvation, which is what is defined as a secondary issue. If it's a primary issue like salvation, we should die on that hill because people's souls are at stake for those things. If it is not a primary issue, we need not to keep fighting with each other and the body of Christ over these things. We are called to be the church, the singular body of Christ. We are the bride of Christ, and right now the bride is extremely divided, and we are commanded not to be this way. It is crucial that we love one another. I don't know if you guys realize this, but Scripture is very clear on what will make the world come to Jesus and actually believe that he came from the Father. It is not your knowledge of apologetics. It's not your doctrinal understanding. It's not you believing in the five points of Calvinism or the points of Arminianism. What is going to make the world believe that we are from the Father and that the Father or that Jesus is uh, of the Father is by the love that we have for the brethren. John 13, 35 says, for they will know you are my disciples by your love that for one another. And then it goes on to say, they will know that you are of me and that I came from the father by the way that you love one another. Us in the church need to love the body of Christ first and foremost above all and cherish that and take care of that above everything else. And if we do that, we will see more proclaiming Christians actually become born again that are currently goats and we will see the outside world come to Christ in droves.